Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel, and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. And today I've got a show that I think is really important because there are a lot of people, all people, absolutely, in the community that have been, have gone through same-sex narcissistic abuse in intimate relationships and I have got a same-sex, this is about a, a gay female relationship and I have Yvette, when she came forward and uh, shared with me that she wanted to share this story for the community, I was really thrilled because I've wanted a show like this for quite some time to help people. So Yvette, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. Thanks, Mel. No worries. So let's get started about what your narcissistic experience was. Yeah, look, I, um, I met... My um, narcissist, back in a time when I, um, back in 2010, I'd just come back from overseas. I was living in the UK for a couple of years. I came back and um, I was sort of ready to meet some new people and get out there. And um, yeah, I just started chatting online actually. The, the narcissist approached me online and started chatting. And um, after a couple of weeks, she suggested that we meet up and I was happy to meet people and, um, yeah, I guess it started from that point. We, I still clearly remember the first date that we went on and, um, yeah, I think the impression, it was just this, it was, you know, a pretty full on experience. Um, just meeting someone who seemed so keen and interested in me straight away. Um, and, um, I just, yeah, I think it just left an impression that very, very keen, um, and she came across as very intelligent, um, very charismatic, obviously. And um, she, after the first date, she went away for a few weeks. And um, I, I was not really sure about things. I thought there's something about her. I wasn't, I don't know what it was, but I wasn't that keen. And um, she sort of pursued me from that point and sent me a postcard after the first, we'd only been on one date, sent me a postcard from her trip when she went away. Um, and I think... All that little, those little things back then, obviously they impressed me. And I went out again with her and then quickly grew interested. I was just, yeah, all of a sudden started becoming really, really interested and, um, yeah, quickly got into, found myself in her world, in the Nats world. And, um, it never felt very comfortable, but it just felt this exciting, thrilling, being with this exciting person who was, 
um, kind of really captivating. I couldn't really work it out, but I was sort of I was thrown into it and finding myself falling for the person. Mm. It seems to be so consistent with all of us, didn't it? That right at the initial start, something didn't quite feel right, but we went there anyway. Exactly. Yeah, and then just got incredibly hooked and enmeshed with these people so, so quickly. So when yep. did you start seeing the red flags? From Look, the um, probably after six months of... Um, yeah, I mean, a, little, a few things before that, but I think the six-month mark was a bit of a, um, a, a point where um, she told me a few things about herself and I noticed a lot of behaviour, some behaviour traits were coming out. Um, she told me she was in a lot of debt because she was using a credit card to sort of go out, we'd have dinners out and, you know, um, she was a medical professional, so I thought she just had a bit of money, but she was just, obviously, she was... Um, getting herself into a lot of debt and she was also gambling online um, and a few, and sort of drinking as well and sort of these behaviours became more and more um, sort of obvious and, and over time and, and then after the six months, I think the first sort of emotional blow was after a small argument she decided not to talk to me for a number of days, just completely cut communication. And um, I think it just really struck me because I got sort of, um, yeah, it sent me into a bit of a spin, an emotional spin, and I didn't really understand what was going on. Someone would just stop and not talk to me for a number of days with no communication. And, and that was a number, uh, that was just one of many times um, I was dealt that blow as well. Mm, it's that real pull the rug out from underneath your stuff, isn't it? Exactly. And it can come at the slightest provocation when it happens. Yeah, exactly, something sort of small. Um, and I just sort of made excuses for the behaviour too all the way because I knew that she had sometimes felt depressed. So I just put all her behaviour down to things. Like I just made excuses for her, for her behaviour. I thought, oh, yeah, she's depressed. I've got to be more more this. I've got to change my behaviour. Mm, how consistent so is that? that? Sorry? How consistent is that? Yeah, and I just, all these behaviours, I just thought, always making up excuses for her, and um, yeah, it was not really until I'd come across your material that I'd realised that this, it was sort of, you know, a lot of people would, you know, there was a name for it, what, what I was going through. So for three years, I, I went through this experience of feeling like, yeah, I needed to change my behaviours and help her and all that sort of thing. So you know, it really sounds like to me, that the same-sex dynamic is pretty much identical to the heterosexual dynamic. Yeah, yeah. And I think, um, yeah, it really felt no different. I mean, listening to any, all of your material and going through your notes and things like that on your e-books and things, everything I could relate to, it felt like there was no difference for me. Um, that's how, exactly how I felt. I mean... Mm. Oh, yes. I'd agree, I'd agree in all the work that I've done with people that are in same-sex relationships and it, it is, it is, it's just, it's an identical dynamic. Mm. The narcissist is doing what the narcissist is doing and it's the, you know, the codependent other side of the coin in there, you know, we were doing what we were doing. Yep, exactly, I was completely codependent um, and not realising that, was, mm -hmm. yeah. 
So how were you as a result of the narcissistic experience? How did you end up emotionally and in your life? Um, in a pretty bad way. I've, and I didn't realise how um, empty I felt inside and how how codependent I was on that person, how empty life was. I really felt like nothing, I think. By the end, I, I think going through that emotional roller coaster, I felt like nothing. Um felt sort of soulless, I'd say, in a way. Just not in touch with myself and, yeah, pretty empty. That's a really good description, soulless. It really does feel like our soul is being sucked out of us. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So what did you try to to get well and recover? Um, look, I think after the final breakup, because um, we had a couple of breakups before the final breakup, I knew it was over. And then um, I think that week I spent on the couch and I was on an internet forum looking at information for um, partners of depressed people. I thought that would help me. And then I, um, what else did I, I did, I did, um, oh, after that, I thought, I joined a dating site. I think it was only after a week or so of the breakup. I've almost to take my mind off things and, um, yeah, just anything to distract me, but nothing seemed to really work. I just felt exactly the same. I woke up every day just feeling really empty. Um, and not really sure why I felt like, like it was an incredible feeling of, um, emptiness. It, I don't know, nothing like I've experienced ever in my life. This empty feeling of... And in one, one way, I, I knew it was obviously related to his narcissistic experience, but um, I knew obviously it had something to do with me as well. Like it just, yeah, never felt so low before in my life. Gosh, can't people relate to that? And yeah. There's only the people that have been through narcissistic abuse that can relate to that. Yeah, exactly. So when did you discover that... She was a narcissist. Um, yeah, it would have been in those couple of weeks I was on the online dating and I'd actually met up with another girl and funny enough, she was in, she was a psychologist and got onto the topic, she was asking about my relationship and I must you know, mentioning a few things and um just maybe a few critical points and the, the psychologist straight away said, Oh, she sounds like a typical narcissist and I sort of laughed and said, Oh, okay. I don't really know too much about the psychology. She, then she started explaining a few things. And then I went and had research online and um, it was incredible. I think just the relief I felt. And then I found, looking at, I found your website came up too and I started looking at a few things and just felt really relieved that I'd, um, I could put a name to, to what I'd sort of gone through with this person. I think that's so important, isn't it? Yeah, that was probably um, a great relief and made me feel, you know, a little bit better in a way. I mean, I still felt this emptiness, but it gave me some sense of relief. Well, I think we really sort of go, well, you know, I'm not alone with this. This is so common and I'm not crazy. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. So, So what happened from that point on? Like when you when you knew that she was a narcissist and you were reading stuff that gave you a lot of validation, what happened after that? Um, I think reading some of your points about the no contact um, and the codependency stuff, I was working on that myself, but it was interesting that she made a contact 
she made contact a few times and turned up at one of my meditation classes I was she knew I was going to and all these things that happened um just having your backing and what what you said to do just um made everything completely easy like when she when she appeared and I gave her no energy and um no contact really um it just it made life really easy for me because I think I would have really struggled if I'd had that contact with her and um not had access to the material and how to how to sort of behave even though inside I was churning through all the emotions when she turned up and I think just you know knowing what to do just really really helped me so you took it also to the energetic healing level how long did it take you to to do that or what or or know that you wanted to do that what was the story around that um look looking at your program uh, after reading some of your material notes and uh, I signed up an art program after about a week of reading reading through things and then doing some of the energetic healing um, on yeah, I did sort of a healing every day in the NARP program and just, you know, instantly felt relief. Every day I felt better after and did it sort of intensely for about three weeks. I wasn't working. So it was something I, I was just doing to work on myself and um I just, just that relief I was feeling instantly, just knew it was the right way to go. Mm, yeah, yeah. So what did you discover when you were, when you were working deeply on yourself? What did you discover that was the real core reasons and the core wounds that were going on inside you? Um, yeah, I realised I felt a lot of, um, unworthiness, sort of lack of self-love um, and the need to sort of always help other people and put other people first rather than myself. Was, so I guess some of those wounds were, yeah, feeling unloved and not putting myself first. So a lot of things came up and started, you know, my behaviour started changing. I was emotionally just putting myself first and um, just instantly I was working on myself. I think with a codependency checklist, I firstly ticked everything and then by the end I'd worked on basically everything and um, just, yeah, I guess my behaviours were changing, putting myself first. Mm, yeah, that's that, you know, which is what happens when we change it from the inside out. Yeah. So your family of origin, like, was, was your mum, was she codependent or was it your dad or... Um, my mum, yeah, my mum has codependency as well traits. Um, I guess my grandma on my mum's side as well. She was this lovely woman, um, but always putting, sort of sacrificing herself for others. Just, um, yeah, I guess my mother has those traits. That's so being the female model, hasn't it? That that's what a good woman does. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's exactly how a good woman behaves. And yeah, to, to just maybe to, to gain love, that's how you feel like you have to behave, to, to put others first, because then you'll you'll be loved. Um, not realising you can just love yourself first. Mm. And then you've got the energy to give to other people and so forth. Absolutely. Then you're giving from the overflow. Yeah, right. You're not feeling the drain. There's no drain there. Yeah, yeah, and then that 
the law of attraction part of it is so healthy that what you're going to get back is genuine. Yes, yes, exactly. Oh, that's fantastic. That's so, so good. So, since you've been doing, well, since you've up leveled, you know, what's different about your life now or what's happening in your life now? Oh, lots of differences. I've, um, I guess it's, I just feel completely different to how I used to feel and, um, yeah, I've, I've just moved into state recently and decided, I've just sort of felt a lot of confidence to do what I want in my life. Um, and just not felt reliant on others for happiness, just generating my own happiness and, um, as you said, the overflow of that, you know, I can share with other people, but... Mm. That's fantastic. So, you know, when you think about the narcissist now, how does how does it feel? Well, it feels like it was very a worthwhile experience in a way to, to go through all that um, and to, um, for my own benefit, to, to up-level myself, I, mean, I probably would have still been really codependent. I can't imagine what I would have been like, just really codependent person. Um, yeah, and, and not working on myself. But I think my life would have been, yeah, not as rich and... Um, yeah, I think it's, it's been a good thing. Mm. So how long ago was it now, the breakup? Um, so it was back in 2013, so it's been, so yeah, uh, two, two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is she, like, she's completely blocked, she stopped contacting? Yeah. Yes, so I put on blocks on my email, um, my phone, and because there was a few messages that were coming forward at the beginning, and then I thought just wanted to block everything out, and then, um, yeah, there was no, no contact there at all, um, and that she quickly sort of um, fell away once I put all the blocks there. There was no issue after that. Mm, and it's so interesting, isn't it? Like when we really mean it and we're really anchored in that in our body, when the hooks are gone, yes, absolutely, yep. it goes away. That's right. I think you've still got the hook is still there, and it's going to keep appearing, and you'll because you've got some energy behind it. But now I have no energy around her, or there's nothing. No addiction or anything there. It, was, it did take me probably a good six months to a year of really working on myself. Um, and there'd be times, you know, even after the year, within, in the second year that I'd, I'd have a few lapses where I'd feel something. And then it was, it was an ongoing process of working on um, through the NART program and working on myself, meditation and yoga and things like that that really, really helped. profound inner journey and connection waiting for us if we take that opportunity through this. Yes, exactly. It just changes everything. So, have you got anything that you'd like to say, you know, to the to the gay community or who might be going through this stuff? Yeah, well, I think it's, as I said, it's pretty much the same as um, any other relationship. I think you just realise there's narcissist in every form of a relationship you can you can come across and um but you can heal and I think your your night program was really worthwhile. I think it was 
yeah, nothing gave me that release that that gave me and work, to work on myself as well. Um, and I think you can, you can feel it, you know, you can start to feel really good about life again after you've gone through something like this. And, um, yeah, I'd recommend any, anyone to do the, the NART program. The only energetic tool out there, you know, there are other energetic tools, but obviously it is created specifically around narcissistic abuse recovery. I think because it was so like the key points of addiction, because I had a lot of addiction to the ex narc, and um, if the fear was very strong, fear of the narc as well, but having those those words on your your healing really helped, I think, because I've just really tuned into exactly my emotions I was going through. Yeah, that's definitely the um, that definitely the intention of the program to really you know get to these specific wounds and the specific things that I've discovered about narc abuse and recovery over the last seven years because you know it, it isn't like anything else narcissistic abuse it's it's just a crazy phenomenon. Yeah, exactly. Mm, and it does take a little bit of untangling, like you said. It took, you know, that six to twelve months of. And I think the well, the really important thing is, you know, when we're getting that charge in our, we're getting that charge and that emotion and that hook or that addictive feeling, that rather than battling it through our head, to use the program to drop straight into our subconscious and find that young vulnerable wound that was attached to that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That makes a lot more sense. And you can't really battle it in your head. I mean, yeah, it doesn't seem to work that way. Is it? No, and that's a tough way to try and do it. It's really hard. Yeah, exactly. Mm, that never used to work for me at all. <laughs> no, I've tried it many times. It doesn't, doesn't work. No. Well, Yvette, thank you so much for sharing. And I think everybody can see from this that you know, it is the same dynamic, but it's really, you know, wonderful that we get all um, all segments of our community really represented. Thanks, Mel. And I just you really love that you emailed me and said, you know, I'd really like to share my story with the community and I'm gay. And I thought, I thought that was just fantastic, Yvette. So thank you. Right, thank you. All right. So... Well, everybody, I hope that you really enjoyed that show and also too, you know, if there's anybody out there that is in a same-sex relationship who you think or you know is a narcissist or you're trying to recover, by all means, on uh, on the blog, if you'd like to, I'm sure Yvette would be really, really happy to answer. If you, Yvette is still there, you'd be happy to answer some questions from yep. people? that's fine. Yeah, because it's just nice to have that support and know somebody else has been through it. So if anybody does come forward on the blog and wants to say hi to Yvette or ask some questions or get some help, by all means, please do that and I'll be there to answer any of your questions as well. So, and also too, you know, on my blog, and also too on this radio show link, you can find out more about the Narcissistic Official Recovery Program. So that's it for me until next week. So bye-bye and lots of love, everybody. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.